Welcome to episode 16 of Informed Aging, a podcast about health, help, and hard decisions for older adults. My name is Robin Roundtree. I spent six years as a family caregiver and now work in the senior care industry with Senior Helpers, a company providing in-home care to residents of Central Florida. With me, my co-host, Edith Gendron. She is the Chief of Operations for the Alzheimer's and Dementia Resource Center, a positive approach to care certified trainer and consultant, and a former family caregiver with over 20 years of experience in the industry. The thoughts and opinions expressed in this podcast belong to us, not our wonderful employers and sponsors. If you want to get mad, get mad at us, not at them. Before making any significant changes in you or your person's life, please consult your own experts. Today, we are continuing to talk about retirement with Tony Peroni, president and founder of the Estate and Business Planning Group. He used to host his own radio talk show, now you know, for 16 years, and he wrote the retirement planning book, I Didn't Know I Could Do That. We'll be back with lots of questions about retirement right after this. For over 37 years, the Alzheimer's and Dementia Resource Center has served as a Central Florida-based, grassroots, nonprofit, and community resource center dedicated to providing support and hope for families and individuals caring for someone they love who is living with Alzheimer's disease or other dementia-related illness. The ADRC empowers caregivers with the knowledge, support, skill, and strategies through a variety of programs to help them confidentially prepare for the challenges that lie ahead. To learn more, visit their website at adrccares.org. That's adrccares.org. And we're back with Tony Peroni, and thank you so much for being here. Tony, of course, is president and founder of the Estate and Business Planning Group. Where can people find you on the World Wide Web? Uh, drophelp.com, D-R-O-P-H-E-L-P.com okay. um, is the easiest way to get it online, and you can look at information there. So I was surprised in your book, which is called I Didn't Know That You Could Do That, uh, you've got an issue with 401ks, at least a specific type. So we know 401k is mostly what people put their money in. So what should we be aware of? Well, a couple of things. 401ks took the place of the old-fashioned pension. And we, we, we like to call the check of the month club. And so like my parents, a lot of them worked up there in Ford, Detroit, Michigan. And pensions were great because all you do is put your time in and then they gave you a check the rest of your life. You didn't have to save money. Right. Um, but they did away with that because it was hurting companies because people were living longer. Mm. No, they weren't dying in their 60s anymore. They're going to 90, 100s. So they did away with pensions with for most companies. They're still out there, especially government employees and state. But now 401ks is only as good as what you put in. So you have to put money in, but then you got to choose which investments to go into. Right. And that's usually all based upon a program that you look at. They're usually There's not a one-on-one advisor you could talk to. You usually just answer 10 questions and then pray and whatever those questions come back as. It gets kind of spooky right there. Then there's different kinds of 401ks you can deal with. you got pre-tax, post-tax. you got Roth 401k now. Do they match money? Are they going to? So if you put a dollar in, how much is a company going to match? Well, all companies, a lot of companies used to match before pre-pandemic and before 08, but then they stopped matching because of how tough things got. Oh, And so 401ks are only as good as what you put in and then the tax makeup of them. Remember, you're allowed to do pre-tax and post-tax, before tax or after tax. There's all kinds of variables there, but too many people don't get advice on their 401ks and then they go to retire 
They may have saved up a half a million dollars because it's easy to save in a 401k because it comes out of your check before you see it. Yes. That's the good part about a 401k. The bad part is you're allowed a loan from it. So a lot of people abuse them because advisors may have told them they realize they can go buy a boat with it, you know, and um, you have to pay it back within five years. But if you don't, it's a taxable event and penalized. So there's, there's a lot of flexibility with a 401k that pensions didn't have. You can't go to a pension company and say, I want a lump sum. When an option, you only get a check a month. You had to stay within your budget. 401ks, a lot of people burnt through them during the tough times. Yeah. And now they have no retirement again. So it's have your cake, you need it too. I mean, they're good because of liquidity, but they're bad because of your liquidity too. People have burnt through it. We had that situation very briefly. You know, the person that I talk about all the time um, did that before anyone realized what was going on, that he wasn't making good decisions. He burned through a lot of his 401k and left his family to have to address mm. major um, financial issues after it, particularly the penalties. So, right. yeah, know what you're doing. And honestly, if there's someone in your family that maybe doesn't know what they're doing, step in sooner than later. Yeah, and it sounds like in retirement, budgeting is so important because you, you just can't grab some extra hours to make, you know, right, it work. Right. So you do have to live by a budget, and if you haven't figured that out by age 60, right. it's time to start learning. The main thing on a budget is just save money first and spend the rest, but you need to come up with a number each month or each pay period. As long as you, no matter how small it is, just start to get yourself ingrained into saving something, and then you can always build it up. You know, at that point, don't start off with a thousand dollars a month and that's not attainable just because you had a good month or two. Start off with something small that you're never going to reduce, but only increase. As long as you save first, you're in good shape. Other than that, the budget, it's hard to budget. Just the world throws you curveballs, especially yeah. if you have kids and you have no idea. But as long as you always save first, you're in good shape. Okay. Save first where? Savings accounts, always the first place. Build your savings accounts up so you never go in debt, credit card debt. That's the bad debt. Car, car debt's not bad debt. There's collateral. Home debt's not bad debt. There's collateral. Credit card de debt is the devil. You know, that's daily accrued interest. It's a cancer in the financial world. So you don't want to do that. But you save it in savings. You need to build your savings up. And they always say, you know, two or three paychecks worth, five, six pay. Just have something in savings. So if you did blow your credit card up for one month or the AC went out, you got four flat tires and something else happened, you won't go in debt. So as long as you have that 10, 15, 20 grand, Seems like a lot, but you can build it up there. Then when, that's your first step. And then the next step is investing then. Stocks, bonds, mutual funds, an advisor, you can make your decision from that point. But you have to have a savings account before you invest. And that's a problem right now with the investing called robo-investing and stuff. Some of these younger kids are going straight into the market. And you can see last couple of months that can bite you every once in a while. You got to have a savings account that you don't have to worry about timing. You can get money out if you need to quickly. Yeah, I like that commercial. I'm a millionaire. I'm not a millionaire. Yep. Yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. <laughs> you know, in the past, and I, years ago, how many? I don't know, 15 years ago, we heard a lot about uh, money market funds, buy a CD, plunk your money in a CD for six months or what have you is in terms of kind of savings. I, I don't hear about that much anymore. Has something changed yeah, nobody likes 0% interest rates. Yeah. So zero point something. CDs used to be 7, 8, 9%. Wow. I remember my mom and dad going to get it. Now I understand it. When they went to go get a CD, they got a jukebox or a microwave. 
15, 13% CDs back in the day. Mm. Now it's point something. So right now, and, and they've never been a good hedge against inflation. So you're still better off just having a money market with a nice chunk of money that you can fall back on. The rest needs to be invested. Invest CDs are not really investments. They're just, you know, just stable, fixed rate, and usually doesn't beat inflation. They've never really been a hedge against inflation. Okay, right now, 0.1 and inflation's what, eight? You know, they've never been beating. So you're better off just having a small portion there, 10, 20 grand, and then the rest should go the markets, real estate, whatever you think you want to get into and start investing your money. But it's never been a good place to park it. One last old-timey question. My dad was a government employee, Mm -hmm. and he invested heavily in savings bonds. Mm -hmm. That's something else you don't hear too much about anymore, although I have a couple of antique ones hanging around somewhere. Do we not buy savings bonds anymore? Back to the same thing, the rates of returns, the terms that you have to have them, and they're just not exciting versus uh, people that get it, like the younger generation, cryptocurrency or um, CBC, all kinds of crazy things you can get into. But stocks, bonds, mutual funds, you know, the more common investments usually have a lot better returns at that point in time. So usually uh, savings bonds are not the pretty much the thing of the past. Still some of the safest investments out there, but you're talking maybe 3 4%. They could be 10-year bonds, you know, usually not the most um, advantageous place to go. And from my practice, probably the biggest Achilles heel we have are savings bonds because of the beneficiaries. You need to make sure you have a beneficiary on your savings bonds. If you don't get anything else from this podcast, if you have a savings bonds, make sure there's a beneficiary on them. They are miserable when it comes to dying and probate and trying to get them through the system. But you're allowed to put a beneficiary on a savings bonds. I had no idea. That's really good to know. Yeah. I mean, we used to buy them, again, 15 years ago or more as gifts, right? Yeah. Instead of buying a toy, we'd buy a savings bond. We got away from that. Thank you. It's my number one question. Do you have any savings bonds? Or they called them war bonds back then, mm-hmm. you know, and, and we make sure we ask that right off the bat. And somebody has nickels and dimes, but they're, they're our biggest pain. Costs a lot of money to get them through the system. So we could just change the title on it. And remember, most of the taxes are deferred. So when you go to take them out, that's when you get hit 100% taxable on most of them. And it's 1099 income. You don't get any break. You don't get long-term capital gain tax break on tax, uh, those kind of bonds or tax deferred at that point. So you pay $50 for a hundred dollar bond and then it matures, you know, it's worth a hundred and sometimes they're 150, 200, because if you let them sit there, that's all taxable to you at your bracket which can mess up social security, which can mess up capital gain. It can mess up a few different things. So usually it's not that advantageous. All right. Very good to know. Very good. Old, old information, right? We have to keep up with the the newest of the new. And although I was a little bit facetious about, yes, I'm retiring and I'm going to Ireland. um, With regard to that, if someone does relocate to a Western foreign country, even for all, or par, excuse me, even for part of their year, eight months out of 12, does that affect how they, not so much how they save, but where they keep their savings? How do you draw out your savings when you're in, in Ireland, for example? I do. Ireland, Costa Rica is a common one because it's Coast- cheaper to live in Costa Rica. That's yeah. a common thing we yeah. see all the time. Um, you got to worry about exchange rates. So now exchange rates are going to dictate your dollar. So 
like when we go to Canada, sometimes it's cheaper because you could go buy things because they're based on exchange rates. So I always tell my wife, go ahead and get some extra stuff there. Right. I'd rather her buy her high-end stuff there because you get a little discount. So exchange rates are a big key. Uh, you do have to watch based on how long you stay places. There's treaty with these different countries. So you need to get a CPA that knows the international laws and figuring out where you're going to be at and where you're going to keep your money at. A little bit more complex. Yeah, thank yeah. you. It is. It is. You didn't even think of that, did didn't you? Even think of it. And you think of it when you travel, right? You right. do. Yeah. But I truly didn't think of it as a retirement issue. But thank you. All yep. right. More questions coming up with Tony Peroni right after this. Senior Helpers is the only home care agency offering a revolutionary new way to approach senior care. The Life Profile Assessment. This data-based app is a crucial tool in helping seniors age safely and successfully at home. Combined with our proven in-home care programs and trained caregivers, Senior Helpers Life Profile is leading the way to better outcomes for our clients. For more information, log on to SeniorHelpers.com. And we're back with Tony Peroni, president and founder of the Estate and Business Planning Group. You have been answering a lot of questions for us, and I really appreciate that. Um, is it ever too late to start planning for retirement? Oh, no, it's never too late. you got to have some kind of a game plan. Even if the news is not the greatest, at least you know what you're facing okay. at that point. So, hey, you don't have enough for this much income. Here's what your income is going to be or do this or do that. It's never too late. Of course, earlier better, right. but it's never too late just to get a, a good opinion and what you, to stay within your lanes so you don't get too far out and, and get yourself last dollar before the last day, which is your worst nightmare. Gotcha. Gotcha. I had someone recently ask me, when do you start really taking care of your brain? And I said, in utero. So when do you start saving as soon as you make that first paycheck, eh? Every paycheck, save a percentage. If it's $5 a month, $10, something, just get yourself just embedded in your DNA to save money when you don't have money. If you do that, then you'll save money when you make money. Because people that don't save when they're broke, they don't save when they make money. They're just spending it more. You know, you just need to kind of build something up systematic. And there's a lot of places you can do that, especially with the the apps today with technology and these younger people, five, 10, 15, 20, $30 a month, just start saving something. It'll add up. Okay. So you had mentioned uh, earlier, you know, we're talking about the young people and the NFTs and all of these cryptocurrencies. When do, is it time to consider that as something that you actually want to jump into or just keep watching the news? And like, when do you jump in? You're talking about all the alternative investment crypto. Yes. That's a whole question we always get. No one, I deal with retirees mostly. We don't touch it with a 10-foot pole. Nice. Um, <laughs> doesn't mean you can't make money on it. Doesn't mean bad or good, but it's just not in the security range that I can handle the risk side of it. A lot of our E&O insurance doesn't even cover it. And there's reasons behind that. And there's a whole crypto show you could do on that. Um, it's the technologies here to stay. Blockchain technologies here to stay. That's just how they can track money. Every, every bit of money is going to have a fingerprint. That's blockchain technology in simple terms. Bitcoin is just a type, uh. and it's just one of many types. So until a government gets behind something, then it's, it's not as secure. But I, nobody can trash it because you can make a lot of money from it. But it's not something a retiree should get involved with. It doesn't gotcha. pay dividends. Retirees need dividends. They need income. They need interest. You know, it's just strictly a growth play. Just like gold is the same thing. Gold doesn't pay a dividend. I heard one analyst say one time, an ounce of gold 20 years ago bought a nice suit. An ounce of gold today buys a nice suit. 
It's never been a hedge against inflation. It's just a good flight to stop to preserve some principle. And that's it. But like we don't usually deal with those also because it doesn't pay income. Got it. One of the things that has come across to me in as you age and haven't planned well for retirement for whatever reason, no insult intended. When you become able or become aware or become committed to saving for retirement and you are older, arbitrarily 55, 60, it has been suggested that what you do with your monies would differ than what you could have done when you were 35, 30, because of long-range risk, long-range investment opportunities, that you want something safer, safer, excuse me, and possibly faster growing. Does that make sense? Well, everybody wants 20% guaranteed. Sure. You know, but it's not possible. And the word safe, the whole risk spectrum has been turned upside down with these interest rates. 30 years, we've had interest rates sliding down slightly. For 30 years, they've been sliding down. Remember back 18% CDs Mm -hmm. and mortgages? And we've been sliding down for 30 years. First time in 30 years, we're starting to make an upward slope. So all the risk factors have changed. Your bond portfolios, which used to be our safe place, is actually more riskier than maybe a blue chip stock. And if you heard somebody say that, say, wait a minute, I thought bonds are safer than stocks. Yeah, but interest rates are kind of changing things. So the word safe is a is a tough four-letter word right now that it's on the eye of the beholder get educated on that definition because some of my most conservative clients are down a little bit in their tax-exempt bonds let's say or corporate bonds because of interest rates are going up interest rate go up bond prices go down so in 30 years now we're starting to go the other way so you got to just get educated there's a lot of things pros and gone the word safe is all in the eye of the beholder it's like spicy food mm. you know I like spicy food. Well, wow, that's a range. You know, well, how much? Well, then we balance it out. So, and educate yourself. Risk is all about education. What is your risk? You had more risk driving an I-4 today, probably getting here, Mm -hmm. than maybe losing money in the market here or there based on your portfolio. So just get educated. Watch the back noise on somebody that got burnt about an investment. And, oh, I'd never do that. What's it? Because they got burnt. Well, it doesn't mean you're going to get burnt. And, and those are back, back to the behavioral finance courses I go to. It tells us what part of the brain somebody gets affected when they lose money in the market. So we're like there again, we're turning into psychologists now to kind of work your way through trying to managing this emotional roller coaster to deal with retirement and money. That's your next book, The Psychology of Saving Money. I'm telling you, it's, it's cra- it'll make people go cra- it makes people go crazy. <laughs> it does. Right? It does. Well, it certainly adds stress. Yes. One thing that I deal with, um, with senior helpers and providing in-home care is the adult children and, and the person themselves are trying to figure out how to make that money last that they have. They could afford it now, but can they afford it seven years from now? And I always joke it'd be easy if we had our expiration date, like a carton of milk, but we don't know how to long, how long to plan for, which gives me more insecurity, you know? The people that were in my bloodline before me didn't live a long time, but technology has advanced. I could make it to 100. So do you pick a magic number as to how many years you're planning for? Or just that just freaks me out. I it's don't not know a, how long I'm going to live. <laughs> it's not an exact sign. I have a crystal ball in my office. It's the first thing I say. Tell me when you're going to die and we can solve this today. Right. We don't know. So we do ask a lot of the DNA questions, a lot of family heritage question, questions, which is not a end all, right. but at least we can get some statistics from it. Um, 
So we don't know, but we, we just got a gear. Now you won't be spending as much on travel, of course, in the future right. when you, as you get old and the body breaks down, but we do have to start planning to make sure you don't spend the last dollar the last day. And then whatever we agree as a group is your comfort level. I mean, if, if all your parents and your whole family died in their seventies, well, that's one thing. And then you're 200 pounds overweight. And there again, you have a pig valve and, and you're diabetic and COPD. I mean, okay, then we don't have to worry about 100. So it just, we look at all those variables and we don't know because it would make my life a lot easier if we yeah. did. So then we just balance and back things up and probabilities. You get a 90 on a test. It's not a hundred, but you still got an A, right? Right. So if we got a probability of out, of, of having the money outlive you, then 90% probability is still an A. So that's all we can go by. We don't know the exact answer. Okay. So, but you are asking that as you're going in to plan, like what, what's your background? When did your grandparents die? Have you done the DNA test and you show that you may get this disease, this disease? So you have to take all that into planning. All that into planning. And I do the reverse. I tell them to go spend their money now. Longevity is not in your lifeline, you know, and look at your health right now. So you better go and forward front your retirement, which I'm a fan of. The first five years of retirement, sow your oats. Do all your international travel. Go walk, walk, walk. Bust those hips up. Get those knees working. Because as you get older, you won't be able to do that as easily. I'm not saying you're getting old, but you're getting old. You know, things will break down. So I always tell people, forward front your retirement. The first five years, go sow your oats. Do what you want to do. Travel the world. Travel the country. Six-month vacation. I mean, six-month cruise around the world. I got a client's going to that got canceled two years. Um, Try to do all those more you know, physical things sooner. And then we can slow down naturally because you'll slow down with kids and grandkids and great grandkids. You're not going to want to travel as much. Okay. So save those books for year six in retirement when it's just sit on the couch time a little bit more. Yep. I love it. Me too. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm, it's good. We're doing Edith this. has been taking notes like yes. crazy. She's supposed to be yes. asking questions, yes. not yes. taking right. notes. No. Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, I, every time you say something about um, do it now and, and you know do it soon with regard to retirement and travel, it's like, yep, Tony said to travel now. So, <laughs> so this is all going home. <laughs> it's yeah. all good stuff. Just going to be racing to that internet to That's start right. booking That's things. Right. What is this? April, uh, June. <laughs> okay. I will, I'll send you a piece of cake in June. <laughs> I love it. Tony Peroni, thank you so so, so much for being on the podcast. We asked you a lot of questions and you handled them beautifully. Where can people find you? Uh, they can go to drophelp.com, D-R-O-P-H-E-L-P.com. And there's a webpage where you can sign up for newsletters, go around there and go to our different events that we have throughout the community here. Or you can call 407-389-1122. Okay. So you uh, can take customers here in the Central Florida area. Yeah, we're about 40 different states, so we're all over the country. Oh, wow. Well, then everybody should be calling and checking you out. Maybe Ireland is your next stop for yeah. Edith. Yeah. Do you have an off on a post in Ireland? No, but we do there? have international clients. So there's a lot of treaty issues and tax laws that you have to deal with. So we, you don't wear that orange jumpsuit. So we got to <laughs> okay. make sure you do things right. Yeah, please. <laughs> I look terrible in orange. Oh. <laughs> well, thank you again so much for being with us. And please make sure to subscribe to our podcast, Informed Aging. Tell your family and friends about us. You'll find us on Instagram and Twitter at informed underscore aging and facebook.com slash informed aging. If you need to reach us, email 
informedagingpodcast at gmail.com. Today's episode was recorded at Digital Broadcasting's podcast studio. That's all for now. We're looking forward to our next visit.